0: Hello and welcome to the Good Bites podcast. My name is Anton Marshall. In the background, you can hear the birds chirping. It's spring here in South Africa, and I've decided to launch a podcast that talks about creativity and mental states and challenges facing performing artists, writers, creators of any sort of musical or artistic expression. I've recently announced that I wanted to take my songwriting and recording project on a journey to a live context as a solo artist. The challenges I'm going to face in that process, I wanted to document for other artists to comment on, to perhaps teach me on or to even learn from. And to that end, part of the blogging and video blogging journey also is going to involve this, a podcast. Here's where I will talk to other performers, managers, creativity experts, publicists, anyone that has anything to do with improving any aspect of what it is we as musicians want to be, want to become, want to achieve. Today I'm talking to David Chislett, who is an author and creativity expert. He deals with preparing the body, the mind, the soul for whatever it is we're trying to achieve in life. He's taken up on this challenge of mine, and today we start that conversation, this podcast, and that journey with a question. He basically started off by asking me why.
1: So Anton, (laughs) I saw your video, why I'm starting this blog, all about this plan of yours to take uh, error code live. And in, in that video, you expressed some some thoughts, possibly reservations or obstacles to, to getting that sorted out. So that's why I thought it would be really cool for us to have a, a chat or two.
0: Thanks. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, you know, it's here's the thing. I've been on stage and playing live many, many times before in many different contexts. Uh, this particular one is much more personal because it's only essentially involves me and maybe one or two guests now and then. But I wanted to make this one, therefore, sort of all about the decisions i make in terms of what I really, there's an opportunity to make it really look and feel like you wanted it to, amongst other things. So I wanted to kind of get it as right as possible, I suppose, if that's a way to think about it.
1: Okay, so that sounds like a, like an awesome goal. But then the next thing you do in the video is express a whole lot of reservations about, (laughs) about (laughs) being able to do that. So the one thing that I've learned over the years is that, you know, and it sounds really cheesy and buzzword bingo-y, but if you're able to get in touch with the real motivation, which people often refer to as the purpose uh, of what you're doing, then that just makes it so much easier to stand up again the next morning when things didn't go exactly the way you'd hoped the day before. Right. So I have two questions for you. Mm-hmm. What is it that you want from this? I want to feel that
0: I'm in control of my own expression and creativity, and at the same time, make that, in a sense, maintain itself, getting into the older or the latter part of age now, I don't necessarily want to see myself still doing things for other people as a as the main part of my of my uh, existence. I guess
1: doing other m- musical things for other people or, 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 or everything,
0: any any kind of work. no no work in terms of maintenance and 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 things like income and you know the reason you want to get up every day. Um, and I was thinking about this the other day. When lockdown happened, there it, it gave us gave me a lot of opportunity to think about why I was getting up every day. I think many of us reached that stage where you felt really unmotivated and the day was going to be pointless. Such as it was, that much of work life I realized is about distraction from the thing you really want to do. Which in my case, the thing I found myself most regularly wanting to get out of bed to do was record, play and write music. And I wanted that to be the biggest part of my life going forward.
1: So now I'm going to be really annoying and i want to pull the five whys on you. So why? <laughs> why is that so important? Um, it makes me happy, firstly, I think. Um, no. the, the, okay, well, the, don't, don't get me further than that. Why does it make you happy?
0: I'm not sure how to explain that. Um, I feel a deep sense of of accomplishment when I, when I complete all kinds of steps and things on the that involve making music,
1: mm-hmm. either, uh, either creating it or performing it and why is that sense of accomplishment so important
0: <laughs> it doesn't feel really gratifying to have to do something else just for the sake of doing it you know we 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 live in a in, in a system in a world where essentially you have to be doing something to justify your you're being alive and the way we do that is by earning money in order to eat or to live somewhere um that being in one sense a reality of life doesn't seem to me to then have to do that and be unhappy while doing it
1: yeah okay I think- so the, the last one then is why music to give you this
0: okay that's a that's probably a bit more complex to get into not that i know the answer to that but through through all of the creative avenues that i've explored through my life music seems to come to me most naturally
1: i seem to be most i seem to feel most at home in that sort of bucket right okay cool now it's now we're getting into some interesting territory because i mean the, the question is i mean i've known you for i don't know 20 odd years mm. why only now man it's not yeah. like you suddenly got this good at music or have this connection with music? You've always been like this. Why now? Like I was saying, I,
0: I think I think part of what triggered the why now bit was I realized during that awful two years of almost two years of lockdown, it like much of the other things that we that I busied myself with, whether it was you know work, uh, the big uh, capital letters work, whether it was being outside and doing doing things with people whether socially or otherwise, those now feel like there were a whole bunch of distraction from what I was being focused to do. And of course, the big thing I think that I understand now, fear. Yeah. Fear, I am thinking back on it now, getting away from the, uh, the external factors that I just mentioned. I got to spend a lot of time with myself in my own head during lockdown accidentally or otherwise exploring that. I, and I, I began to realise that all I had going for me on that front, on the creative front, was fear. Mm-hmm. Was scared of, of not being, as you said, good enough. Scared of not being understood as a creative. Scared of not being thought of as someone that had something to bring. And, I, and I'm not sure why the third one actually even registers because that's quite a stupid thing in, uh, when you even target it slightly. But yeah, fear. Fear is a big word.
1: Fear yeah. is a huge word for me. Yeah, you've heard that that uh, that uh, explanation of what fear means uh, false evidence appearing real. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. No, I've not heard that before, but that's good. Yeah. Because it's interesting, because fear is just as much a fantasy as thinking about winning the lottery is, because quite often we fear what has not happened yet. So, in yeah. a very important way, it's behaving as if something that's happening in our head is actually going to happen as if it's true already. So it's. uh,
0: Yeah. And it it, manifests in strange ways because the fear stops you from
1: committing. Yeah. You know, there's a quote that's been repeated quite a few times. um, And, you know, in one of his speeches, I think Nelson Mandela referenced this train of thought, but I've also seen it from some kind of like one of these reincarnated yogi types is that, Actually, fear of failure isn't really what stops us from doing stuff. It's fear of success. (laughs) Ah, Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) Well, think about it like this. When you fail, what changes in your life? Um, Nothing really, does it?
0: I uh, I mean, you've you've tried something, you've not succeeded, but it doesn't fundamentally
1: change where you are because you've just gone back to where you started. Right. No. And then when yeah. you succeed, especially if you exceed wildly, you can't go back. You can't go back to where you were. Mm-hmm. Things will change, which means you're going to have to change the way you do things. Which now means you've are at a new level, and now you've got to keep that, and you've got to keep on going there. And which possibly means you're going to change as a person. You know, you stand—you actually stand to lose a lot if you don't fail. That's.
0: Extraordinarily different way of looking at it. Now that you've said it in that way,
1: <laughs> so yeah, we started off. I asked you, "What do you want?" And the second question of that is, "How much do you want it?" So, in order to make what you're talking about real, what do you need to do, and are you prepared to do it all? Yeah, I, and in a way.
0: I, I don't really know if 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 I can answer the questions with 100% confidence, even at this point in time when I've announced that this is what I want to do or I, or I want to work towards it at least. But it's, um, in a way, and this I suppose is the other part of it and, it, and it informs procrastination. You procrastinate, or I understand that one procrastinates because you don't know how to look, how to... Uh, pull something apart, you don't know what you're going to have to
1: do or you don't understand the task at hand. Right. And you know, the easiest way to find out what you need to do next is to do whatever you already know you need to do now. You know, Mm -hmm. so once you know what you want and where you want to go, you know, the big why, the purpose of what it's all about, then all you have to do is say to yourself, okay, what do I have all the equipment and all the know-how and all the courage and, and all the skills to do tomorrow? that I can actually do tomorrow. What one step can I take? And then take that step and then do the same thing tomorrow for the next day. And what you'll find is that once you've taken four or five steps, the rest of the picture will start to emerge. You know, if you don't start doing, you stay in fantasy, whether that's fear, false evidence appearing real, or whether it's um, avoidance, whether it's what Seth Godin calls hiding, um, you know, there's, oh, there's so many things in the way and it's just hiding. It's hiding from yourself. It's hiding from everybody else. So instead of using the fact that you don't really know what it all means or where it's going or what it's going to become as an excuse to not even start, start and find out. It doesn't yeah. matter if the biggest grandiose possible picture is a world tour for error code. <laughs> um, what matters is that, you take all the practical steps that you have well within your reach right now to set that ball in motion or to set any ball in motion because any ball is better than no ball. And you know this because we've had this discussion before. When you've got a job, it's a lot easier to find another job. When you're unemployed, it's hell to get reemployed. And the same principle applies here. When you're busy with something, it's easier to segue into something else or to leap or to jump or to pivot or whatever terminology you want to use. But if you're not busy with anything at all, it's incredibly hard to get started. I'm trying to think now of how that practically applied to
0: uh, the process of recording and releasing the music I did over the last two years. In January of, I think it was 2020 or 2019, I decided to release the first three songs onto the uh, platforms. Previously, that had been no my answer to time because how do you do it? You know, all the recordings you make be good enough, blah, 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 blah. Until it got to a point where I simply, <laughs> I simply did it. And then the second time became easier to do. And then the wow. third time, and then the fourth, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's yeah, that makes absolute sense. And in the process of going through the process of recording and recording and re-recording, and every time. I went through the process. You're right, it, you know, we got better at it. And yep. the, the what was previously the hardest step to take was now the easiest <laughs> thing to do. And it was instead instead going into new territory was like a thing. But also a lot of the trepidation kind of faded away because subconsciously I kind of reckoned, well, if I could do that previous thing, this really is, feels like a small step
1: compared to everything else. And right. the steps get smaller and smaller, yeah. Yeah, because you're building momentum. Yeah. And, you know, and it's, it's also quite close to if you build enough momentum and you get that confidence and you start to stretch yourself with each of those steps instead of just doing what you already know, then you start approaching what Mahali Csikszentmihalyi referred to as flow, where really uh-huh. unexpected awesome stuff starts to happen. <laughs> but you're not just going to wake up one morning in flow. You're going to have to pick one thing, anything. Take the smallest possible step, and then the next smallest possible step until you've got momentum. And then, when you've got momentum, then you're like, okay, now I'm going to take bigger steps. Now I'm going to try. I'm going to try and push myself a little bit. And in that pushing, you're going to encounter new space. You're going to discover new connections. You're going to see things in a different way. And when you step into that space where you're now looking for the new that's when the magic happens. That's when you get into that flow state where without really being able to explain it at all, you've come up with the answers, with connections, with with, with a, a different way of doing things, you know. So when you're composing music, that's when you just, you know, the, the riffs and the, and the chord progressions and the melody just kind of go warmer and you kind of go, wow, where the hell did that come from? But when we're talking about the rest of it, that's also, you know, Lionel Messi and and, and all of these guys are in flow on the pitch because they spend so much time practicing, drilling, being superbly physically fit, practicing, training their tricks so that in the moment, under pressure, without even consciously thinking about it, they reach, and then they do something new. They do something amazing. And and you know this principle, and you know this principle. I mean, you've just said it. You use it. None of what I'm telling you here is... It's original <laughs> or unique. It's just that we it's universal and we kind of tell ourselves it's not.
0: Why do you think we we we're so stuck in this fears some ways a lot of the time? I mean
1: shame. Shame about not being good enough. Um, you're remembering that time at school where your teacher turned around and said, Look, you know, maybe you shouldn't really be taking art. Mm. Or um or when you got shamed for for pursuing a thing that that you know it was never going to make you enough money or all of that kind of stuff. When it when it comes to creative stuff, I'm beginning to realize that one of the biggest blocks is 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 shame, is is what our society does to people who choose to step outside the boundaries and the margins and how they how we are treated psychologically for daring to not conform. It does.
0: Because a lot of those memories get triggered when you when you yeah. start indulging in the fear. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I can hear it in your voice. Your voice has changed. And that's exactly what happened to me when the, the woman who said it to me said to me, I just went like, oh, I can feel it right here. It's like, oh, my God. I think yeah. I'm going to puke. It's simple. But it's not easy.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So I think
0: we've done a, 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 a little toe into the
1: Great Lake of Y there yeah you know remember the why isn't the outcome it's not the result you know that why are you doing this the answer is never to make money that's an outcome Mm -hmm. it's a result of the process it's got to be the motivation like what's what's the what's the intrinsic goal here what's in it for you as a human being it's always a better answer to why than something like money or status or album sales Mm -hmm. Because you know, album sales will dry up, status will change, and and you'll and you'll spend all the money. If you are connected to your greater why, to your purpose, you will still get up the next day and continue to make music. So that's yeah. a really important thing to discover. And I didn't discover mine until very recently, I must admit. I mean, I've spent almost as long as you have, boomeranging from one thing to another, and you know, goodness knows as how many new skills and careers and jobs and, and projects and what have you, we've both been through. Um, and it Mm -hmm. took me up until very recently to suddenly realize that it was all connected, that it was all driven by a similar purpose. And, you know, I really, the first time I said this, I was very scared. I felt very inadequate, but my purpose is to change the world for the better. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm busy with. Um, yeah, it sounds really grandiose. Like I think I'm Superman. But, but that's why I do what I do. I, I look at the world and I think it's a mess. It's broken and it's, it's breaking us. And I would like to play a role in changing that. Sure. So, you know, if, if if part of your why is thinking about, you know, all sorts of metrics about gigging and sales and income and, and what have you, I, I would suggest that you haven't quite gone far enough down the road.
0: that was the first part of my ongoing conversation with david chislett if you want to see more of david's work and check out what he does you can visit www.davidchislett.com if you want to find out more about era Code and what i do you can visit www.era that's e-r-a-c-o-d-e dot c-o dot z-a i'm anton marshall and I hope you join me next time for another episode of this podcast. Remember, error code bytes.